0: Hey TCBs, I'm Ashley!
1: And I'm
0: Amanda! Can you be my friend? No. No, this is allegedly Halloween style! But is this how this is going to go? Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> we are here. Can you guess which bathroom we're
1: in today? It's one we've been to before. We've been to three different bathrooms. So, we have a
0: one in three chance of
1: guessing it right. Yeah. We're in my tiny bathroom, the one that the Ashley original, wants to live in,
0: but she The can't. original bathroom. So we are not posting this on Halloween, but we do have a Halloween post coming out. Yep. Not an audio one, so you're going to have to see us on Facebook. Um, But those will be all of the photos. It's going to oh, be the... Oh, there's going to be so, oh my so God. good. It's the photo dump. Yes. Because it's literally just all the photos from our pumpkin head cemetery thing. But speaking of that... Amanda, did you not see that awestruck shared our photo? I I saw it. I
1: think I showed you.
0: Yeah, well yes, yes. but I called you thinking it was happening. But that's yes. because that man over overwrote it on my phone. Remember when oh, I took – and yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. they didn't share it. It was this man. Yeah, no. He it, took it from them. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you did show me. You're like, no, nope, yes. that actually did happen I because I lost my mind. I am so in love with Awestruck and their product that I was losing it. I was yes, losing it. she was it. losing it. I was fangirling. Yeah. But then they said that they were fangirling, and I'm pretty sure they don't even know who we are unless they looked us up. Unless I hope it, they looked us up. Oh, I love Austruck. I also love that Austruck is literally only 30 minutes from us.
1: Okay, because Matt was asking me where it was at. and
0: It's in Sydney. Oh, yeah. I used to work in Sydney. It's in Sydney. Yeah, okay. So they're a local brewery for anybody who doesn't know. Hard Ciders. Oh, my gosh. They do have things normally. Like, we we should go sometime. I've never actually been there. I just buy it all local here um, from, like, lanes down I wonder...
1: Since they shared our photo and they know who we are, if they would let us record on site.
0: Ooh, awestruck. We have questions. We have.
1: We need to have conversations.
0: We. I bet you that I could find a case that has to do with like a brewery of some sort. I bet you I could. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Oh my gosh! But people, I am so that that. That shook me. I was shook. I was shook. It's so exciting. Yeah, it was. But uh, you know what else happened on Friday? This this past Friday, the Friday, the episode before this.
1: What?
0: Other than other than allegedly dropping an episode, Taylor Swift dropped an album. Oh my God, my world. Yes, I know.
1: I know you're. It's been
0: such a week. I I am such to it yet. I am. I haven't listened to... I haven't
1: been too busy. I have not gotten a With
0: football? To... mm mm-hmm.
1: no, I had a date night with my husband.
0: Yeah, you did have that. It's been a week for me. And I'm not going to get into... Been. Yeah. I'm not going to get into specifics about, like, my bedroom and stuff like that, because that shit is nuts.
1: That's for another day.
0: But... Yeah. James and I are going to revisit that, because...
1: Yeah.
0: Crap is happening, happening to James. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just things happening. So, that's going to be another episode for that. But... Something else happened this week. One more thing before we get into Halloween.
1: That doesn't have to do with Taylor Swift?
0: No. Or Awestruck. Or the presents. I didn't even tell you. Why would you not do that?
1: Why would you do that? for what?
0: Because I was, it was, I very rarely, other than the episode itself, sometimes I give you spoiler alerts about what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. And I didn't. And I've been, I almost did in the kitchen when we were having dinner, but I didn't. So... You remember the gnome? Yes. The murderous gnome? The
1: one that's on my watch face? Yeah.
0: And then do you remember, we haven't told them, but I made a second gnome? Yes. The one that's covered in crime scene tape? Yes. I was creating that while I was on the bus waiting for my middle schoolers to get on. Yeah. On Procreate on my tablet. And a bunch of middle schoolers got on and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just drawing something. And they're like, oh, that looks super good. And I'm like... Oh, thanks. And they're like, you just draw for the heck of it? And I'm like, well, no, it's for the podcast. And um, they're like, what?
1: Did you have to explain what a podcast was?
0: No, I haven't told my middle schoolers that we have a podcast. They now know. And they all listen. Oh, joy. And <laughs> there's this one boy. He's His name is of people we don't like. Oh, Michael? <laughs> he says he doesn't like his own name.
1: Uh, we're right there with you, bud.
0: But I'm pretty sure that he may be caught up on all the episodes. Oh, yeah, he, he's he's listened. The first one he listened to was the Presence with James.
1: Okay, we um, so didn't start at the beginning because
0: right they were all um, very excited when they were like, "What do you guys talk about?" Blah, blah blah, and then they asked if you did paranormal, and I said, "Well, we haven't." Although there's this one episode. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not against it. Right. Um, but so they listen he listened to that. Um, and he loved it. But then he's sitting there like critiquing stuff after listening to other episodes. He's like, I don't like that your ad is in the beginning. You shouldn't put that there in every episode. And I'm like, Okay, well at first I was doing that, but now nowadays I don't. I kind of fit it into a middle of the episode. Um, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I like that much better. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> and then he's like, well, you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't do that, and you, this is great, but you know this and that. And I'm like, you've been listening for five seconds, okay? Oh, he's got a lot of. Uh... He's so he's so extra. But I need to say hi to all of my middle schoolers because they are now all listening, and they all know about allegedly. And... Welcome to allegedly. Yeah, welcome, middle schoolers. Welcome to the allegedly family beware on what you hear. They are calling me out on things I say. They're like, you can't say that, Miss Ashley. Because they call me Miss Ashley. And they're like, you have a dirty mouth. You know, because the filter doesn't catch certain things. Do you remember such episodes where that happens? Many. She's like, "Uh, I don't know. Episodes, real life. I was (laughs) literally just going
1: to say, well, that's just real life. I just just... try not
0: to talk on the bus. (laughs) That's what I, I – don't, don't talk because I don't know what's going to come out, you know. So I am saying things like, son of a blowtorch, and sleeping yeah. Sally's" and, you know, Ooh, sheeps know. on ice, or sheep eggs, you know, just anything. Sheep don't want eggs. I know they don't. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a lot. But hello, middle schoolers. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I do not think we have anything else to talk about. Do you have anything you want to talk no. about? No, you're ready? That's a great story. Can we talk about murder now? Halloween. All Hallows' Eve. According to History.com, the tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Sam Hain, Sam Hain,
1: who's that?
0: Yeah. So people would like light bonfires and they would wear costumes to ward off ghosts. It's it's like a it's a it's it's a festival where they used to do this. This is where Halloween came from. You didn't know that. I just knew bits
1: and pieces. I didn't so know.
0: in the eighth century, Pope Gregory the Third designated November first as a time to honor all saints. All right. Okay. Okay. So, for those who don't know, do not know, Samhain, I, Samhain, it means summer's end. Okay. All right. So Halloween marked the end of summer and kicked off the Celtic New Year. Celtic, is it Celtic or Celtic?
1: Sure. Both. It looks
0: like Celtic. I mean, like the Boston Celtics. Oh, that's Ryan's favorite team. But I think it's Celtic. All right. Well, Celtic. One though. of those two. Fine. But I've got some fun facts for you about All Hallows' Eve Day.
1: I really love Halloween.
0: I know you do. So do you know anything about the Jack-o'-lantern? No. All right. Well, that comes from the Irish legend of Stingy Jack. Should
1: I know who Stingy Jack is? I could tell you. Okay, good. Please stop. Please stop. So legend
0: has it that Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. But Jack didn't want to pay for the drink. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin. Instead of buying the drink, he pocketed the coin and kept it close to a silver cross in his house. This prevented the devil from taking his shape ever again. He promised to let the devil go as long as he would leave Jack alone for a year. And if Jack died, the devil wouldn't be able to claim his soul. After a year, Jack tricked the devil again to leave him alone and not claim his soul. So when Jack did die, God didn't want a conniving person in heaven. And the devil, true to his word, would not allow him into hell. Jack was sent off into night with only a burning coal to light his path. He placed the coal inside of a carved out turnip. And he's been roaming the earth ever since.
1: So why do we use pumpkins instead of turnips?
0: I don't know. But I really could not be like, hey, kids, gather around. We're going to do our annual carving of the turnips.
1: Yeah, true. That just doesn't. Count. I
0: don't. Uh, turni- big turnips, turnips don't get big enough, I don't think. So how about... Uh, Candy corn. Do you like candy corn? I love candy
1: Ew, corn. Ew, are you serious?
0: Me and Ryan go crazy That's for disgusting. it. That's mm, disgusting. It's yeah. so good. No, I don't like candy and corn. And the candy pumpkins. Do you know what it Okay, well, then we're talking about candy corn. Okay. Do you know what it was originally called? Candy. I mean, corn of the candy. No. Chicken feed. Feed for the buck box? Yeah. So, it was created in the 1880s by George Renninger, who was an employee at Wonderly candy company in philadelphia Ooh, philly okay so because corn is what used to feed chickens the creation was called chicken feed and the box was actually marked with a colorful rooster i love that yeah how about uh trick-or-treating do you know anything about that
1: no but i like to go
0: it it comes from souling what now quote unquote souling
1: you're gonna have to give me some on that
0: because that's <laughs> so it was believed that phantoms walked the earth during what we talked about in the beginning, yes. Um, summer's end, so people would actually dress up in costumes in order to like repel the spirits, like repel the phantoms. So, cat, the Catholic Church started like supplementing pagan festivals with their own holidays. Oh, okay. Sounds like something that would they, happen, yeah. right? Uh-huh, 100%. Um, so they decided on All Souls Day. So the act of souling became popular, and poor children and adults would go door to door dressed as spirits and in accepting food in exchange for prayers. Oh, and that is
1: and, not what we do today.
0: Nope. Now we just send our children to doors of strangers to ask for candy. Only on one day, though. Every other day, we tell them, "Don't do that.
1: <laughs> don't talk to strangers. Don't go to Except their houses,
0: and do not accept candy from them unless it's Halloween." It really, makes what zero are we sense. doing what in are life? We,
1: what? Why are we doing this? This is this is. Oh, I'm still gonna go trick or treating, by the way, but I'm sure I, I don't are. agree with it.
0: So I have a question for you. Oh God! You did you just see the new Halloween movie? Yeah, it was garbage. Oh, okay. Well, you, so you know you know whether it's Michael Myers or William Shatner? What
1: are you talking about?
0: In the movie. Yeah, what about it? Is it Michael Myers or is it William Shatner? Well, are you meaning like Michael Myers the actor or Michael Myers the character? Either one. Is it Michael Myers or is it William Shatner? It's not William Shatner. Oh, okay. Because the movie was actually filmed on such a tight budget that the crew actually used the cheapest mask that they could find. To create Michael Myers. It was actually a $2 Star Trek Captain James Kirk mask. Oh. They spray painted it white and reshaped the eye holes, making William Shatner look incredibly creepy. Michael Myers. For the original? Yeah.
1: That's crazy. I never knew that. Isn't
0: that weird? So, one last thing, which I guess would be, like, for me. Oh. Not for you. Okay. Okay. Because it's for the unwed people. Oh, I'm wed. Yeah, exactly. So, old English folklore about Halloween is full of like superstition and fortune telling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the number 13 is superstitious. Or 666. Yeah, I don't like that one I so much. I don't. Did like... you know that the place that I work, mm-hmm. the address for it is 666? 666. Yeah, you told me that.
1: Yeah.
0: That's creepy. It is creepy. Or black cats. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a thing too. I don't. Like, bobbing for apples or avoiding. I've done that before. I almost drowned it bobbing for apples. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to breathe when you put your face uh, in nobody the water. Nobody told me that.
1: I you went, didn't know that? I went down and I was like,
0: it was a whole thing. I was like 12. I'm really sad that nobody could see you just miming out that whole motion with your mouth.
1: It was a thing.
0: In the air. There's no bobbing for apples set up. And yet, you're miming the air trying to bite it.
1: <laughs> it was terrifying. I was terrified. I thought it was I
0: honestly dying. can't picture what tried to happen because you were still breathing just now. But there's no water. So, you are right next to a sink. Should we fill that up and you can show me? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, one piece of folklore says that if a young unmarried person walks Uh down the stairs backwards at midnight while holding a mirror the face that appears in the mirror will be their next lover.
1: But what if it's your own mirror?
0: What if it's your own face that appears? Because you're holding it and you're looking at it. Maybe you're supposed to hold it so that it's not on your face but you can see it. You would fall and break your neck if you tried to do that. You could not do that. I couldn't do it frontwards either. (laughs) Half the time <laughs> stairs are not my friend. <laughs> you could walk on a flat surface. You would not manage to fall. I mean I'm in a relationship, but it says unwed. So Thomas. what if James's face doesn't appear? What, what if, if around the corner comes Lindsay? Or Travis. Michael Myers. Or mm,
1: the other one.
0: Yeah. I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that. But it sounds like something I should try. Why are you looking just, behind the shower curtain? I just
1: need to make sure nobody's in there.
0: I think they would have made themselves known by now. No, well, maybe they were going <laughs> behind me. What was that? That was like a weird car alarm. That was me making <clears> the stabbing <throat> movie noise. So let me get this straight. When people are stabbed towards <clears throat> you, <clears> throat> throat> that's the noise? Yeah. What is that noise? I don't know. I just made it
1: up in my head. <clears throat> <clears throat> Right? Doesn't it sound
0: like? No. Oh. I don't know what that is. I don't. I've never heard that noise in my life.
1: I, I think it's um. I think it's a Jason thing, actually.
0: I've never heard that noise from Jason. <laughs> What's that?
1: Does Jason even make noises? I,
0: think, I don't think I you're think supposed it's to. music playing, and it just sounds like. I don't, I don't think if somebody's going to try to stab you, I don't think they're going to make noises. I think the whole point is to be quiet so you don't know they're there. You were just whispering a whole bunch. I don't even know if the microphone heard you.
1: When you're stabbed, then the musical theatrics start.
0: That's not real. You know that, right? Like, if if you were to get stabbed right now, no musical theatrical anything was going to happen. That's Hollywood. I know. No, you don't. (laughs) But it would. Wow. The bobbing for apples and breathing underwater thing makes a lot of sense now. (laughs)
1: I re- I really think that music would start playing. No. Yes.
0: Absolutely not. Are you
1: high? No, because your body would be like, I don't know, going through stuff, and then you would just hear the music.
0: Oh, you would hallucinate. Yes. yes. That's different. Yes. I was expecting you to think that music would just start playing, and you were living in some sort of no, movie. No, it
1: would be like a, in your mind.
0: Right. I want to talk to some people who've been stabbed and see what happened. I don't want to talk to those people. They're victims, but not the stabbers. Oh, right, right. Okay, the stab I, one who are alive, though. Okay. Obviously, I want to know. It. You, you, tell me about the music that starts playing <laughs> in your head. What music did you hear? Was it like? Was it Michael Bach, was Mozart? it? Michael Jackson Thriller? Well, was it Barney? Was it... Oh, hell. Barney? I
1: love you. See,
0: that's terrifying. You, Stop it. It is
1: terrifying. So, oh, my like, God, that's terrifying.
0: Could you imagine if a stabber came up to you and was, like, stabbing you, singing it?
1: No. Oh! <laughs> no.
0: Um, Trademarked.
1: I gotta write a story about it.
0: I could you imagine that? Like I don't he's want to. not Barney. He's not dressed up as I Barney. I don't, I, don't, I don't. But he sang it because he loves you so much. He's stabbing you. No. I got. It. <gasps> but maybe. <gasps> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> Did the music
0: start playing in your head? <laughs> no. But what if the stabber, the stabber? What if he was stabbed? Right. Like, Younger, Younger him was stabbed, and that's the music started playing in his head. So now he goes around stabbing people while singing it. Because he thinks the music box in their head is broken because it's not playing that. Dun, dun, dun.
1: We just created a whole series here.
0: (laughs) So much has happened now. Let's get back to Halloween here. Halloween. You ready? So here in Binghamton, we never actually know what Halloween is going to bring as far as, like, weather. Snow, rain, heat wave. Actually, we never know what October is going to bring. Exactly. Yeah. So I remember, like you just said, snow. It has snowed in October. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times it's actually hard to commit to a costume because you don't even know if it's going to be seasonally appropriate. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Like cuz you could end up with cr- f- like crisp fall beautiful weather or scorching summer weather. Yep. Or frozen winter weather or, or even soggy spring weather. Oh my god, I think for. it was last year that it was raining. Yep, it rained. Yeah. I I just drove around with the car following the children.
1: Oh, I didn't. I had an umbrella and we walked.
0: Oh, well, of course, just like any other day, you can't prepare for anything here in Binghamton. So the weather person is actually only accurate to like a certain amount. Most of the time, the prediction of the weather is wrong from like hour to hour. We had a super good day today. I will tell you that much. We did. So if you don't see, I named this episode Timothy Mark O'Brien. So if you remember back to episodes 12 and 13, as well as episode 18, when I cover cases that involve the death of a child, I like to name the episode after the child rather than the killer. Um, unfortunately, it, sometime, I don't know when, I don't have a plan right now, Um but when I get into some stories where there's going to be multiple children victims, I don't know what I'm going to name it then. Maybe I'll have to, like, make a clever name for the episode. Yeah. But not that I, like, Ugh. I just don't feel, like, I feel icky giving the title to, like, yeah, the child I killer. I, I like that you do it. So, do it. yeah. I just, just yeah. know that's your warning, child death. So, I decided for Halloween, let's choose a story that has to do with Halloween. Rightfully so. And what better case to kick off allegedly's first Halloween than the man dubbed with the name The Man Who Killed Halloween.
1: I've never heard of this, so.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, Buckle your seatbelts. Oh, God. Up until 1974, Ronald O'Brien... Never really showed an interest in participating in Halloween. I don't think it was his thing. Hmm. But I'm not really surprised because I remember in one relationship I was in, uh, like, he didn't really want to do Halloween-y things, especially with children. Like, I would have to, like, drag them to go trick-or-treating with us. And even then it was just like... Uh, well, you know, so-and-so will be there, so I'll just talk to them. So it was just like, uh, I don't really want to be doing this, but whatever. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, let's all, like, do a family costume kind of thing, or which I totally would have been down for.
1: I totally would have been down for that, too. I have a husband who's like, mm, no, count yeah. me
0: out. So on this night, Ronald and his friend James Bates decided to take their combined four children out together ronald's kids were eight-year-old timothy and five-year-old Elizabeth. according to sources it began to like rain that night kind of like our halloween last year however this did not hinder the trick-or-treating plans for the men and the kids obviously i can see that because kids don't care
1: no absolutely i
0: the the world could be on fire but they need to get that candy yep Mm -hmm. so when the children approached one house There were excitement about, like, receiving candy. Like, I feel like it's every house. They're like, ah! You know? Yeah. Uh, It was met with silence. It seemed as though no one was there at the house. So the children continued on to the next house. However, Ronald hung back from the group at the house that had no response. About a minute later, he caught back up to the group holding five of those really large pixie sticks You know what I'm talking about? I hate them. I hate them. That is so much sugar. I hate them.
1: They make my jaw hurt.
0: Yeah. They're like super sour and they hit right back there. Yes, right here. What did we have? Oh, it was the cider from the cider mill that we had. Yeah, it was. It just, it hits you back Mm -hmm. right there and it's like. Yep. You know? Yep. So for those who do not know what these pixie sticks are, I went to good old Wikipedia to get some answers. So Pixie Sticks was invented by Frutoli Inc. in St. Louis, Missouri. The concept was really just a powdered candy, originated in 1940, and was derived from a penny drink mix sold as Fruzola Jr. by the Fruzola Company in Salt Lake City, Utah. Which, let's just be honest, it's almost like really sugared powdered kool-aid yeah so kool-aid is not sugared you have to add the sugar when you make it so pixie sticks really is just the powder and the sugar already Together. mixed. So yeah really
1: we could just make a drink with it
0: i really bet you we could i bet you yeah, we could we probably could but i don't like sugar i'm not doing that so when jay fish smith found that children were eating the sweet and sour powder straight from the package he modified the formula and branded it as like Do you know what that is? No. You um, You know those little packages and it has that little s- stick of sugar and then it's got the powder and you lick the stick? Yeah. And like you fun like, Dips? Yes. like a makes those. Oh, I love Fun Dips. So an affiliated company, Fruzola, Company of St. Louis, which later became Sunline Inc., was founded in nineteen fifty-two by Menlo F. Smith to manufacture and market made Nationwide. In nineteen fifty-nine, the product was packaged in color striped straws and introduced as Pixie Sticks. Pixie Sticks. Several years later, Leica made was modified with a multi compartment packaging containing two flavors and a candy stick used to dip the candy, therefore, dubbed as Fundip. So, the candy comes in like an array of flavors. And at one point, it grew from a small straw to the larger straws, which I guess if I did eat these at one point. Yeah. Um, I did not like the small straws because they're made of paper. Paper, and so you have to pour it in your mouth without it touching your mouth because once you get like a little bit of moisture on the top of that paper, it's all over. It's all over. Yep. It like clogs itself. Yep. It's, it's a it's huge mess. mess. And then you're trying to eat it, and all you taste is paper. paper. I the like plastic the plastic one. straws the, better, yeah. but I'm gonna tell you right now, those big plastic pixie sticks, nobody needs to be eating that in one sitting. No. Nobody. Nobody. Can you imagine if Landon or Abby had the Can
1: you imagine if they had them together?
0: We would need to send them somewhere. I, I don't want that. I don't I don't want that. I did not authorize that at all.
1: The wrestling room where the walls and the floors are padded.
0: <sighs> you should just send them up on the hill to the psych center. <laughs> There's enough adults there to take care of them. Well, is there... Even the crazy people would be like, send them back. (laughs) Get their parents to come and get them now. Yeah. So after Ronald came bearing this candy from the house that had no response, he said that the people were actually home and that they were handing out expensive treats. Pixie sticks, large pixie sticks. Those are expensive treats.
1: No.
0: I mean, I guess, I mean, how much are they, how much are they each? I guess if you're buying a ton of them to hand out for... I guess he was thinking that they were expensive because they were the large ones and not the little paper ones. Maybe they're... I mean, I've never seen a way to buy the large ones in packs, so I guess if you're buying them singly and let's just say they're a dollar each, which I'm sure they're more, then I guess, I guess, I guess. But I guess that would be like um, people saying, oh, they're handing out expensive treats, they're handing out... Full chocolate bars. You don't get that much. You no. know, you get the fun size. So I know getting a full candy bar was there's like, holy crap. So, okay, I can see
1: it. I've but. never gotten a whole candy bar trick-or-treating.
0: Oh, I have before, but I also used to get money, so.
1: We offered to pay our kids to buy their trick-or-treating candy. Well, I
0: know. There's a, there's a local dentist that does that. Really? They'll buy back your candy, but they'll send the candy overseas to the troops. I think it's Layler. I think oh, it's Layla layler Yeah,
1: yeah. We uh, Matt's family did that with him as a boy, and when he was telling me this when we got married, I thought that's amazing.
0: I want to say that it's like a dollar per pound they'll give you or something like that, and obviously the kids aren't getting like twenty pounds. But well, I mean, ever since
1: our kids have gone trick or treating, we always offer. We give them like three different money options, um, and they've never taken us up on it. They've always kept the candy
0: wow yeah you want to know what landon does
1: he hides some of it and then sells it to you
0: no we just we <laughs> just put it all in it and then he forgets about it, and then we forget about it because i put it up where he can't get it because otherwise he'll just eat it without me knowing and we don't need that so then he forgets about it but when he remembers that he wants a piece it's like bedtime and i'm like no you're not gonna have it now but then he yells at me and he's like you never offer me candy and i'm like why, why would, would i, I do, do that, that? Why would I offer you candy on purpose? That it's not my job to remember that you want candy. Oh, we'll
1: Landon.
0: I love him so much. But I will say that we have a whole container at home. You do have a very of large candy of candy from last in. year. I even have that that candy out on my counter. It's the it's, free-for-all it's candy. Like and he doesn't even eat that. It's like it's there for decoration because it's there all the time. It is there. You know I don't like sugar. <laughs> I just get it.
1: And you bought a family size bag of peanut M&Ms. Why would you do that?
0: I was having anxiety, Amanda.
1: You're going to have them for eight years. <laughs> I
0: probably am. It makes so much more sense that you freeze yours now. <laughs> that would just take up room in my freezer that I need. So after trick-or-treating, the group went back to the Bates home where each of the O'Brien children and each of the Bates kids took one of the large pixie sticks. The very last one, because there was five handed out and only four children, was actually just given to a random trick-or-treater that stopped by. Uh, So when the O'Briens got home, Ronald told his children they could have one piece of candy before bed, which is logical. Yeah, I think I've said that before, even though they shouldn't. Uh, Timothy decided on the pixie stick, it's, yeah, pixie sticks. But after consuming it, he actually complained that it tasted super bitter. Which
1: was it poisoned?
0: Well, I mean, that's pixie sticks. Bitter, sour, like they're kind of similar. I, so maybe he was just confused and didn't know how to explain it. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I can understand. I, I would not know how sour and bitter are kind of a little bit the yeah. same to me. Um But I don't like pixie sticks much. So, it's just that in the back, you know? It's just hitting weird. So, I don't know. Ronald ended up giving him Kool-Aid to wash it down. (laughs) You literally just gave him the watered down version of a pixie stick. Oh, my God. I Like, you couldn't just say, hey, water? Why couldn't you just give him water? Bathroom sink water. Like, I don't understand. So, Ronald later told the police... Okay, he just drank Kool-Aid, and
1: now the police are involved? Where did, where, what did I miss?
0: Yeah, well, here's what he told the police. You ready? Quote, unquote, 30 seconds after I left Tim's room, I heard him cry to me, Daddy, Daddy, my stomach hurts. He was in the bathroom convulsing, vomiting, and gasping, and then suddenly he went limp, unquote. So Ronald made an emergency call saying that his son had eaten poison candy. I just said that. The ambulance, which was already in the area, arrived within minutes. But Timothy died en route to the hospital less than an hour after eating the candy. So a fact I did not know is that cyanide poisoning can cause a scent of almonds Really? Yeah, I I told Tara that, and she's like, yeah, I knew that. Okay, well, I'm not an M.E., so I didn't know that. Jeez. So when Timothy's little body was taken to the morgue, the medical examiner could smell the scent of almonds coming from his mouth. An autopsy would later confirm that Timothy had consumed enough potassium cyanide to kill two or three grown men.
1: <gasps>
0: oh, my God. Yeah. After police put out a memo to have a pixie sticks brought in for testing, police were able to retrieve the other four contaminated pixie sticks, all of which were uneaten, and determined that someone had replaced the top of the pixie sticks with two inches of cyanide. Can in each. So, who did it though? Well, the investigators went to both Ronald O'Brien and Jim Bates to have them retrace their steps from Halloween night because they have to figure out where these, this candy came from. So Ronald seemed to give, like, <clears throat> conflicting accounts to which house it was that handed out the poisoned candy. Um, and this was strange because, as it turns out, Ronald and Jim only went to two streets worth of homes.
1: Yeah, so that it could have... <clears throat>
0: I mean It should have been easy to narrow down. Right. And that's not a lot of houses to forget which one had this weird encounter.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Like, the kids went up to the door. Was the light on? Was the light not on? Because technically that's how you're supposed to know. But it's 1974, so I don't know if they did that. Nowadays, you know, like, if the light's not on, don't go there. Um, but let's say they didn't do such thing and they just went to houses. Nobody answered. Yeah, but Ronald Ronald stayed back.
1: back. So, why would that's the only one that he had stayed back on? So, they should have been able to,
0: the kids should have been able to even tell them, look, it was this house. Right. So, after walking the neighborhood with police three times, Ronald finally took them to the home where no one had answered the door. He claimed that after the rest of the group walked on, the owner of the home did not turn the lights on. But did crack the door open and hand him the five pixie sticks. He claimed to have only seen the man's arm, which he described as hairy.
1: Great description, Ron.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I feel like there could have been a little bit more. Like
1: how, Oh, um he I, was a little tan or he was light skinned or as he a had a m-
0: mole. But, okay, but, okay, so it's dark out, he didn't turn the light on, there was no light coming from within the house, just a door opens and hands you five pixie sticks, just an arm, and as an adult, you're not like, huh, I'm going to take these.
1: I'm going to give them to my kids.
0: That doesn't strike you as odd. No, thank you. So it turned out that the home was owned by a man named Courtney Melvin. I have a brother named Courtney. I, I know you do. He was an air traffic controller at William P. Hobby Airport in Houston, Hmm. and he did not get home from work until 11 p.m. on Halloween night. So it was Ron. He had the pixie sticks all along. Well, police ruled Melvin out as a suspect when over 200 people confirmed that he had been at work. So who's Ronald O'Brien? Let's talk about him for a moment. To school with O'Brien. Yeah? Not these ones. Not these ones. So, little is known about his life as he was growing up, and I hate that. Except, he was born on October 19th, 1944. I could not find where he was born, who his parents are, if he even had siblings, or where he went to school. Nothing. But he has kids. He's got kids. Well, who's, where's his wife? Well, um, I'll let you know. In the year of 1974, Ronald was living in Deer Park, Texas. Uh, and let me tell you about this quick town. Okay. All right, it is it's quick. So it's a small town living. all right. According to the United States Census Bureau, the city has a total area of 10.52 square miles. Oh, yeah, that's tiny. It's tiny. In yeah. the 1950s, the town had a population of 736.
1: Yeah, that's tiny.
0: Yeah, that's not 736,000. That's just
1: 700, right. Yeah, that's it's tiny. totally
0: different. So by 2020, the number had grown, though. So the number had actually grown to 34,495.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Can those people fit in 10 square miles? How would they do that? I don't know. So the town is surrounded by Pasadena, La Porte, and the Houston Ship Channel... So, for better, better visualization, it is 20 minutes from Houston. Okay. So, Ronald O'Brien was married to Danine. A what now? Daneen. That's not a real name. sure is. And together, they had two children. On April 5th, 1966, Timothy was brought into the world. And then about three years later, his little sister Elizabeth joined the family. Ronald was very much a part of his local church community at Second Baptist Church. He was a deacon. He sang in the choir and was in charge of the local bus program there.
1: You're sound. You're describing really somebody. You're describing somebody that's good.
0: Yeah. So where did he go sour? Well, first of all, I wanted to know what the local bus program was at the church in oh ni- it was in nineteen. The church. F- yeah, it was. Oh, I thing. thought you
1: meant, like, they had a bus in their town.
0: No, no, no. This was church. So, I tried to Google what it meant, but I couldn't find answers. So, I'm assuming it meant, like, the church had some sort of van or bus that went around and picked people up who wanted to attend church. Oh, okay. We have that something nowadays, but in 1974, that seems, like... Ahead of the game. Ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, so, those who knew O'Brien... Ronald... Actually, consider him to be a model citizen. Sounds like everything you described sounds like tip-top, man. Yeah, so actually the pastor of Second Baptist Church, Reverend Jimmy Jones, described Ronald as, quote-unquote, a good Christian man and an above-average father. Okay. So here's what I didn't tell you about Ronald. He seemed to have, like, A difficult job being employed. It seemed that over like a 10 year period, he had 21 different jobs. Oh my. That is a lot. That's so many. That averages out to like two a year. That why? Well, he was fired from each one for either like negligence or fraudulent behavior. What does fraudulent behavior mean? Well, he was either not doing his job at all, or he was stealing from the company. Oh, (laughs) whoa, okay. So in the fall of 1974, he was an optician at Texas State Optical in Sharpstown, which was about 28 minutes from Deer Park. Ronald was bringing home $150 a week. What now? $150 a week. Is that good? Well, that's what I thought. I was like, Holy crow, that is so low. Like, what are you living off of that for? But then I was like, Oh wait. It's 1974. 1974. So conversions tells us that in twenty twenty two, one hundred and fifty dollars would be like nine hundred and one dollars and thirteen cents a week. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Okay, yeah. So that's good. Like a thousand dollars a week. So that's a decent chunk of change. How did you become an optician? Did I'm you not go to sure. Did you that? need don't you need you need credentials for that? Even if in nineteen seventy four. I mean, if he's got twenty one jobs over the course of ten years, I and then one day he's like, I think I'm gonna be an optician. <laughs> I know about eyes. I have some. <laughs> I could see. I, I I don't can we do that? I don't think I, do. I have something to tell you. Speaking of eyes. Why are you so creepy in opticians? What does your son? Think glasses do. Funny
1: story. Funny story, <laughs> actually. So my son has a very um lazy eye. In his left eye. His right eye is twenty twenty. So he he's sports maniac. So we got him contacts. So we didn't have to wear his glasses under his helmet. So he puts his contacts in. They're brand new. He put them in. He got him in. And I'm like, all right, Ryan. You can see just as well as you can with your glasses, right? And he goes, "I can't see with my glasses." And I said, "What do you what do you mean you can't see with your glasses?" He goes, "That's not how they work." Wait, now stop. How long has he had glasses? Okay, so he's 15 and he's had glasses since second grade and he's a t- in 10th grade now.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And I said, "What do you mean that's not how they work?" He goes, mom, you wear glasses until you turn 18 and then your eyes will be trained and you'll be able to see. <laughs> so this whole time he's had glasses since second grade, he's never been able to see out of them. Mm. <laughs> so I had to call the insurance company to and explain, explain this. Oh my God. So they would give us another eye exam because we you only get one a year.
0: What did he think the questions were from the um, optician? Is this I, one clear or not? Was, I, did he think he was supposed to pick the one that's not clear? I couldn't tell you. I, 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 I stopped trying to understand when he explained that he couldn't see. So, fun story. Tara just got glasses. Yeah. And her dad keeps telling her that she doesn't need to wear them all the time. So she needs them to see far away. But she can't even see sitting in the front of the class. She can't even see the board. Okay. So he keeps telling her, you don't need to wear these all the time. This story she just told me last night. He goes, you don't need to wear them all the time, Tara. She's like, I need to wear them to see. And he's like, you can't ever see. And she goes, no, that's why I got to get glasses. So then he goes, you're going to ruin your eyes wearing them all the time.
1: Is he related to Ryan? Are they and
0: friends? I said that is the other end of the spectrum. I said, how is that possible that you would ruin your eyes? She literally, because my fifth, my sixteen year old. I'm sorry, she's just turned sixteen. She's smart, so she looked at her dad and goes, "These glasses are made for my eyes. They're they're made for my eyes. They're not going to ruin my eyes. That's not how that works." So, I, she's like, did if I wore, did I think? did. Yeah. I. She goes, if I wore somebody else's prescription, right. it would right. ruin my eyes. But these ones are literally made for me. Her dad thinks that if she wears them too much, they're going to ruin her eyes.
1: Doesn't he work at a
0: college? <laughs> I love everything <laughs> about this, though. Like, what? I just don't understand. Why is I he he telling it, her he's, that they, he... Are we not sure that they Ryan and him are not related? I, well, I you know I don't I, understand. I don't know. It made me scratch my head and go, "Huh, I don't get it." I wear mine all the time. I have
1: to wear mine. I can't see. I mean, I, I mean, can, same. but it's not like it's not. Clear. It's
0: not clear. It's definitely blurry. In fact, I just had an eye exam yesterday, and well, we're recording this on Sunday. Sorry, we record like almost a week ahead of time. Um. Yeah, my left eye only got a little bit worse my right eye stayed the same but I'm not expecting my glasses to correct my eyes but I'm also not expecting my glasses to make my eyes worse
1: no they're just going to help you see why you have them on
0: That's just for all you people out there, just so you know, in case you AKA, were unsure. This is
1: how your eyes work with yeah. and without glasses.
0: <laughs> From Ashley and Amanda. <laughs> so we are trades. You know what we could be? Opticians. Yep. yep. We don't need college. Nope. So I just need you to know that I don't make $1,000 a week. I don't know how he was doing it. I would think that you would need, I know that nowadays you would need to go to school for that. I imagine you would have to in 1974. It's really not that long ago. I It know, really isn't. I, I don't think they were all of a sudden one day, oh, we should probably make people go to college to help people with their eyes. Huh. So I was a little surprised to see that he's actually making $1,000 a week. But um, I was also a little surprised to realize that this salary of his barely covered his food and rent. What the hell were they eating? Lobster every day? I don't know, but I mean, I'm sure he, I think he was actually living, like, paycheck to paycheck. But even then, it's doable. It's $1,000 a week. Be stingy, people. Like, this is not, I don't know what they were doing. (laughs) What, what, What were they doing? What were you doing? I don't know, but I will say... It probably was a little harder on him because I discovered that Ronald actually had $100,000 in debt.
1: Oh my God. He's making $1,000 a week. What the hell is he doing with his money that he has that much debt? So $100,000 in
0: 1974 is actually equivalent to $600,000. Oh
1: my God. I didn't even stop. Woo. Woo. You don't need to keep going, girl. It's probably you know what it
0: is, all the college to become an optician,
1: right? Or it's gotta be it. It's gotta be it. Every
0: other one of his twenty jobs.
1: <laughs> so Will did his wife do anything?
0: You know, honestly, I'm not exactly sure.
1: What? Were his kids going to private school? But it was also like,
0: 1974. Were were women working as much in 1974?
1: Fuck if I know. <laughs>
0: Clearly they want not I wasn't there. I mean. I wasn't there. So actually, he had defaulted on several bank loans and his car was actually on the verge of being re- repossessed. Well, you don't say. Yeah. I just had, I just lost my mind right there. I think Ryan invaded my head. He's watching football. I okay. I read the word repossessed and I was like, oh my God, you had a possessed car too? <laughs> how did you have a possessed car i did did i ride in that car the no oh it was the van the volkswagen yeah yeah that that van of mine was possessed if anybody wants to know about that just you know reach out and ask because that was a lot i did not have that vehicle for long um but no it's repossessed meaning taken back not demon possessed that was a that was a Ryan moment in my head. It was. So with all of these stress things, though, Ronald concocted a plan. Of course he did. The yeah. pixie sticks, and then he was going to collect the insurance money. Well, he he had to fix his issues financially to live comfortably. Um. So of course his plan was set to take place on Halloween of 1974.
1: Am I right about this insurance money? Am I right about this insurance money? Can I... Am I... Okay, go.
0: So, the police soon learned about Ronald's financial problems and discovered he had actually taken out multiple life insurance policies on his children. (laughs) I hate him. Yeah. So... In fact... Despite the financial difficulties and debt he had been in, Ronald increased the life insurance coverage on his two children quite a bit. So by mid-October, there was $30,000 worth of coverage on each child, while the coverage on him and his wife was minimal. So in January 1974, he had taken out $10,000, which is equivalent to $60,075.25 in 2022, So he took that out on both of the kids. One month before Timothy's death, he took out an additional $20,000 policies on both children, despite the objections of his life insurance agent. So in the days preceding Timothy's death, he had taken out yet another $20,000 on each child. So in the end, you ready? If this were 2022... Ronald would have stood to gain $360,451.52 if he were to collect the policies for both kids. Oh, okay. So they also found a piece of, like, adding machine tape. Do you mm-hmm. know what that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those fancy pants calculators. Yeah, we had use those at the bank. Right, and they print out what you add. So mm-hmm. on the paper, Ronald had written down the amount of each of his bills ironically or not the total came to almost the exact amount he would have collected on both of his kids if the insurance paid out you don't say yeah he got that right down to the dime didn't he wonder how he did that hmm so further digging provided the police with more information it turned out that this man this man this man he had inquired with several chemical companies on where to buy cyanide and then jokingly asked how much it would take to kill a person. What a freaking how idiot. How does that happen? De-de-de-de. Hey, hi. Yeah. I was just wondering how I would acquire such a poison. Yeah. And could you tell me, like, the equation of, like, how much I would need to use to kill a certain person? That
1: wasn't a red flag to whoever the fuck he was talking to on the phone? <laughs> I mean, it would be nowadays, but it should be any days any any and all days that should be a red flag
0: you would think so so in september he called a friend who worked at arco chemical company and the two of them discussed like the varieties and the avail- availability of cyanide that wasn't a red flag <laughs> oh my god so yeah. ronald continued to discuss cyanide among his fellow employees at texas state optical <clears throat> Shortly before Halloween, he appeared at Curtin Methusen Scientific Company, which is a chemical outlet in Houston. When he discovered that the company had cyanide available only in large quantities, he asked the salesperson where he could obtain a smaller amount because he doesn't need a lot. So police found a pocket knife in Ronald's home with candy residue on it. Suggesting how the candy may have become contaminated. So, even though he played the part of the grieving father and maintained that he was completely innocent, after failing a polygraph, you don't say, he was arrested on November 5th, 1974 and charged with his son's murder. He was indicted on one count of capital murder And four counts of attempted murder. Because he, he poisoned all four.
1: Then why did he give the fifth one out to just a random kid?
0: Because then it could look like it came from that house and he wasn't just with the ones that were with him. And he also, did he give it to his friend's kids too? Yes. He poisoned all five of them and gave, he was willing to kill other, three other random children. Oh, I hate him so much. So he entered a plea of not guilty on all five counts, and then his trial began in Houston on May 5th, 1975. So during the trial, a chemist who was, like, acquainted with Ronald testified that in summer of 1973, Ronald contacted him asking about cyanide and how much would be fatal, A chemical supply salesman also testified that Ronald had asked him how to purchase cyanide. Friends and co-workers testified in the months before Timothy's death, O'Brien showed an unusual interest in cyanide and spoke about how much it would take to kill a person.
1: It's almost like he didn't even try to hide it.
0: Well, I mean, how else is he going to find this stuff out? Google didn't exist.
1: Yeah, but a library did.
0: Yeah, encyclopedias. Maybe he just didn't have time for that. How would he have time for that? He's ranging two jobs a year and stealing from those jobs. He's busy. (laughs) He's also trying to make sure his car isn't possessed or repossessed. Or possessed again. (laughs) Like, he ain't got time to go to the library. True. And if he can't keep a job... Like, I can't guarantee he knows how to use an encyclopedia. It's not like he, I mean, anybody who's going to try to put cyanide and poison their children, why wasn't he just, like, putting enough in there to go, yeah, that's definitely going to kill a person? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he didn't need to use that much. It was only Mm -hmm. two inches worth. At some point, he could have been like, let me just cut this open, dump it into a bowl, mix a bunch together, half and half, and then put it in there. You know what I mean? He's an idiot. I just, he had to talk to everybody and their brother. Yeah. So. His sister-in-law and brother-in-law actually testified on the day of Timothy's funeral. He had spoke of using the money from Timothy's insurance policy. Shut up. I won't. Because he actually talked about buying items with it and taking a long vacation. Didn't you work it out that you only killed one kid and that's not even going to take care of all your bills? Why are you going to go on vacation? So now you just killed your son for nothing?
1: For a vacation.
0: That wasn't in your bills? You're in debt and trying not to.
1: You know? He seems really sad.
0: He's not sad. He's
1: not sad. Not even a little
0: bit. So his wife rejected the claim that Timothy chose the pixie sticks. Remember, he was offered candy and he said that Tim chose the pixie stick. Well, stick. That's not it. It's still pixie sticks, but it's not pluralized. Right. It's a pixie straw. Nobody calls it that. No. So she says that Ronald had, in fact, forced him to choose the pixie sticks. Although Ronald still claims that's not true. His defense mainly drew upon the decades-old urban legend concerning a mad poisoner who hands out Halloween candy laced with poison or needles or candy apples with razor blades inserted.
1: We still hear that today.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, But nowadays it's a lot more... It's harder. It's like these are... uh, Smarties, But yeah. they look like smarties, but they're actually drugs. Yes. So it's a lot harder nowadays. But these stories have actually persisted despite the fact that there are no documented instances of strangers poisoning Halloween candy. You want to know why? These day and age, this day and age, drugs are
1: expensive. Drugs are money. They ain't giving that shit away for free. Mm-mm.
0: Not, like the, not the logical people. No. Just mad people yeah. mad men people, people who want to hurt people yeah so this whole case and trial actually received national attention and later the media that's right the media gave him a name not himself huh you know that's a call back to last week yeah. with kyle they began calling him the candy man
1: oh my god there's a movie
0: i know i've seen it <sighs> Can- they started calling him that stop it right now I'm sorry <sighs> sorry i mean like seriously yeah, like, no, possessions. I, I got you i've already got possession stuff at home i know i got you i got you i you seriously if i gain any more attachments <laughs> i'm going to cut everybody out of my life you well don't give me an attachment don't start calling the Candyman here i love you stop it on june 3rd 1975 a jury took 46 minutes To find that he was guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. So the jury then took 71 minutes to sentence him to death by electrocution. Yes. So not long after Ronald was convicted, his wife filed for divorce. You don't say. I do say. (laughs) So she later remarried and her new husband adopted her daughter Elizabeth, which I love everything about them. Um, but at the time, men sentenced to death under Texas law were confined to the Ellis one unit near Huntsville, Texas. I did a little research on this place, of course, mm-hmm. and found a little story I thought was interesting. Do share. Do share. So from 1965 to 1999, oh. the unit housed the male death row. Okay. So Houston journalist Michael Berryhill said this, quote, You had the toughest convicts, and the general philosophy was you needed the toughest warden. Wallace Pack was assigned to keep the lid on Ellis. The inmates in the prison were restless. There were work stoppages and strikes, and with Judge Justice's opinion, there was an air of expectancy that the brutal and terrible conditions would end. So, this journalist wrote a book called The Trials of Eroy Brown, the murder case that shook the Texas prison system. So, here's a little thing. In April of 1981, Eroy Brown, a prisoner who had been convicted of armed robbery and burglary, drowned Wallace Pack, the warden. Oh my God. And then he shot Billy Moore, which is the unit's farm manager. This was during a struggle for. The warden's gun oh my god so brown said that they were planning to kill him since he was going to expose a prison theft scheme holy cow yeah so 35 of 36 jurors actually voted in brown's favor yeah really isn't that crazy that's so crazy yeah there's actually a lot of stories of things that went on there but we're gonna get back to our story okay Maybe someday we'll just Maybe. cover that. I don't know. We'll put it in my, you know, 400 list and counting. Yeah. Uh, according to Reverend Carol Pickett, which is a former chaplain who worked for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Ronald was shunned.
1: And really?
0: By the prisoners? Are you surprised? Child no. yeah, killers no. and like sex offenders and, yeah. and things like that? Yeah. You do not want to go to prison being one of those right. people. Yeah. So he was also despised by his fellow death row inmates for killing his child, and he was absolutely friendless. He had zero friends. None whatsoever. The inmates reportedly petitioned to hold an organized demonstration on ronald's execution date to express their hatred of him
1: oh geez i can't say that i feel bad for him
0: no i i no 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 No. i mean i know i have a personal story it's not it's not so personal to me but it is personal to me about somebody i knew that went to prison for childlike crimes um it did not end well for them either so, I know for certain, like, you don't do that. No. You don't do that. You are the scum of the earth, even to the most hardened criminals. Yes. Like, they don't like that. So, Ronald O'Brien's first execution date. Yeah. First? Yeah. It's like Valmont all over again. Uh. It was set for August 8th, 1980. His attorney successfully petitioned for a stay of execution. A second date was scheduled for May 25th, 1982. Oh, my God. And that, again, was also postponed. Oh, my God. Did he he ever die? Is he still living? God. Judge Michael McSpadden scheduled a third execution date for October 31st, 1982. Please tell me they did it on that date. It's the... 8th anniversary of the crime and he offered to personally drive Ronald to the death chamber. <laughs> the judge is like I've got this. It's actually the first time that Texas ex- executed an inmate by lethal injection. So the Supreme Court delayed the date yet again. Because they wanted to give him a chance to pursue an appeal to seek a new trial. No! 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 No. No. So a fourth date was scheduled for March 31st, 1984. Ronald's lawyer sought for a fourth stay on the basis that the lethal injection was a cruel and unusual punishment.
1: Oh, I killed my own son. Don't kill me. By You
0: killed your own son by lethal injection. Injection. (laughs) (laughs) You poisoned his candy. This is really not any different. You deserve this. Yes. You yeah. deserve a firing squad. You deserve... I can't say Actually, doesn't. lethal injection, I think, is even too nice for him. I agree. Because they, like, sedate you first. And then they, like, slow down your heart. You just gave your son cyanide. He was violently mm-hmm. ill. Yeah. And convulsing and then just went limp. Yeah. Get out. That's, we no. should just give you that.
1: We should kill him the same way he killed his son.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Get a pixie stick. Yep. And then some Kool-Aid to wash it down. On March 28th, a federal judge actually rejected the request. Rejected it? Yeah.
1: So when, so when, so when. when Did did you
0: like block me out thinking? Yeah, I (laughs) was
1: thought you thought you were going to be like, oh, and then we
0: rescheduled it. Were you just waiting to get to like 2022 and still have him be alive? Yeah. So on March 31st, 1984, shortly after midnight. Ronald O'Brien was executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit. His last meal. Oh, God. Was it a pixie stick? Nope. It was a T bone steak, medium to well done, Ew. French fries and ketchup, whole cornel, whole kernel corn, whole kernel corn, sweet peas, lettuce, and tomato salad with egg and French dressing. Iced tea, sweetener, saltines, Boston cream pie, and rolls. I think you forgot the kitchen sink. <laughs> I know. That, oh, my God. That was a lot. That was a lot. I, I have thoughts on last meals. I actually, it was this case that made me Google. Yeah, we talked about those. Last meals yeah. and everything. Um, Isn't there a podcast that does? Probably let I know that there was once a talk about a restaurant. And I don't know if it's a real restaurant or it's just something somebody had and you literally could order people's last meals. Like this one would be called Ronald O'Brien. I don't know what you would get. Like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I did want to know like what would your last meal be? I I know mine. I don't know. I'd really have to think on it. I'm sure dill pickles would be in there. Uh probably. Yeah. Mine would mainly be Thanksgiving dinner. <gasps> Are you surprised? No. With the canned cranberry sauce. Because, yes. But. Yes. But I want, I really could care less about the turkey. I just want the turkey skin. Can I get the roasted turkey skin? But I really want to try to air fry it afterwards to give it a little more crispiness. So. I just want turkey skin.
1: If I'm on death row. Yeah. And I can request my last meal. Yeah. Yeah. I want my mother's cooked Thanksgiving dinner, but if she's already dead, then they can't execute me because they can't make my meal. That's not how that goes. Oh. I can dream,
0: right? I wouldn't want anything from your mother. I don't really care. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. She can cook so good. I, I'm sure, but her attitude was really overruled yeah. that. Of course, not only was he giving a last meal, he also was given last words.
1: Seriously, yeah, they always are. Who wants to hear it?
0: Oh, he has last words. Oh my god, lots of lots of words. Do you know what they are? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what they are. Here is Ronald O'Brien, the man who killed his child, poisoned him to death on Halloween. Here's what he had to say: "Quote, what is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However," We as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask your forgiveness. Just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. Offended? Sorry. Continue. (laughs) And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us, respectively, as human beings. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love to those close to me. Know in your hearts, I love you one and all. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien. P.S. Of course there's a fucking (laughs) P.S. Not only is there a fucking P.S., but he literally said his name. (laughs) Like he was signing it. And then he said, P.S. During my time here, I have been treated well by all TDC personnel. Okay. Cool. Unquote. Cool. (laughs) Thanks. Nothing about his son that he killed.
1: He's sorry for offending anyone with the murdering of his child. I mean, he didn't say that. He didn't say he was sorry for murdering He's anybody. just
0: offended. Like, he's just, he wants, he's, he's sorry that uh. he has offended anybody in his 39 years of life. Not just what he did in 1974. But at any point during my life, from the moment I was birthed into the world until this... Which he clearly thinks of as a murderer, like they're murdering him because he thinks this is wrong. But apparently he did not think he has not said sorry.
1: As far At as all. I know,
0: he never said sorry. So no. apparently he doesn't think what he did is wrong, but he's he thinks... cuckoo in the
1: cuckoo cuckoo. He's cuckoo.
0: Yeah. So that I I don't think I would have been able to hold it together. I would Who have did been...
1: he tell this to? Did he like
0: hear he hear he before it's what he makes. the
1: needle comes into my arm
0: that's what it makes it sound like i'm pretty sure that's what they do though i'm pretty sure it's like right there right before they inject you do you have any last words you they used to do that before hangings too do you have anything you want to say and then people would say something so i do think that's how they do it right before you die right before you die and it's not like here let's go into a room it's like anybody who's there can hear it it's his last words. So during the execute, because it's literally like the last words, and then they kill you. So during the execution, a crowd of 300 demonstrators gathered outside the prison and, and cheered. They, I would have been there. They Woo! yelled, they yelled trick or treat. <clears throat> <laughs> Others actually threw candy at anti-death penalty demonstrators. <laughs> Good for you. I know, right? They're like... You're against the death penalty? Have a freaking Snickers. Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I love everything about this. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Exactly. He killed his son. What are you talking about? Anti-death penalty. The man just gave, like, a eulogy of his own asking for forgiveness but giving no sympathy about what he did for his son. He wasn't sorry at all. Shut up. At all. Get the hell out of here. So, Timothy Mark O'Brien, he does have a find-a-grave. Uh, it states that he is buried in Forest Park, Lawndale Cemetery in Houston. What I hate... What I hate is that his dad, Ronald's find-a-grave, is linked to his. Uh. Because his killer is also his father. So, it's linked because that's his dad. And that just disgusted me. I I don't think we should do that. But I mean, that's how Find a Grave works. It's almost like a family tree. But that's his family tree. But I I just I know it's sickening. So it is actually because of this case that the push to check the kids' Halloween candy became a thing. Uh unfortunately, even if that is something that happened before this case, it wouldn't have saved Timothy. No. Because the whole point is to send your kids trick or treating to strangers' houses, come home and then look through the candy for anything <clears throat> that is like, ooh, that's not supposed to be there. Right. But you know the stranger is not the one that poisoned him. Right. It was somebody the father dog. is the one that did it. So this would not have saved Timothy. No. At all.
1: No.
0: At all. Which is my insides literally hurt because of that. Like, ugh, sickening. Yeah, just. It's sickening. It's, it's sickening. It is sickening. So, that is our Halloween story. Trick or treat, motherfuckers. I know. <laughs> that
1: was fantastic. <laughs>
0: I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you were really passionate about that. <laughs> I really was, and I really want to just go get candy and like pelt it at people's heads. Oh now. my god, me too. People that I don't like, you know, just trick what? or treat, motherfuckers!
1: I wasn't trying to hurt you. I was trying to gift you with a Snickers. It's to the a, head. trick
0: or treating. Fine. It, it, not my fault that you didn't catch it. All right. Sorry,
1: your eye got in the way, and now you have to wear a patch. Whatever. You still yeah. have the Snickers, so just eat That's it. That's because you
0: ruined your eyes by wearing your glasses too much. <laughs> Or you haven't worn your glasses enough so that they would fix your eyes. One or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Not my fault that you didn't see the candy coming, all right? I shouldn't have to announce that I'm throwing candy at you. Everybody is fine when candy is thrown at them. Watch. Caught it. See? You didn't even know. (laughs) You didn't even... Because I'm always aware of the candy flying at me. That's what... You're not yep. aware of your surroundings. Like with you were it. born yesterday. I know. Like, Jeez. That's why I'm still alive because I'm aware of my surroundings. So I know serial killer at 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. candy mm-hmm. flying at me at 9. Yeah. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I feel like aware. it's a mom thing. It's aware of your surroundings. Because we
1: can just multitask. We could just, that's right. we just do it. Yeah. You know? I, I know.
0: Exactly. Nobody saw that. I they know. can't see it. They can't well, see you. Well, I don't trust you. You're the one breathing while bobbing for apples. I was
1: 11 or 12. I wasn't an adult.
0: You're also the one that thinks there's going to be music playing in your head when you get stabbed. Well,
1: I mean, I feel like I may not be the only one that thinks that.
0: I feel like after this, we should video ourselves and see if we can catch candy being thrown out. Oh,
1: my God. I thought you were going to say we should video ourselves stabbing you and seeing him music start. I really thought that's where that was going to go.
0: Well, this was the uh, story of Timothy Mark O'Brien and the man who killed Halloween. And
1: let me just say, while this was a disturbing case, and I hate this man, and I'm glad he's dead,
0: I still love Halloween. Mm-hmm. I still.
1: Oh, hey, ladybug, bring us
0: luck. Did you know that's not a ladybug?
1: Um, what
0: is it? Did you know there's evil ladybugs? They're like, they're the ones that bite. Did you know this? I thought all ladybugs bit. No. Ladybugs bite. That's not a ladybug. They're disguised as ladybugs, but it's not a ladybug. It's another one that is actually, um, it's, they're mean. They're like evil ladybug twins. Funny that you're here during Halloween. A true crime podcast! And on a Halloween episode, in your ladybug costume! What kind of bug is it then? I can't remember. I saw an article on it, but they're all over. Yeah. Where did it go? I. Th- oh uh, shit! It went to get a knife. Remember
1: that? Remember. The, <laughs> <laughs> remember that one time you um got spider eggs in your hair?
0: Why would you bring that up?
1: I'm just. It wasn't. I was
0: it a, was a spider that was on my head, and I don't like spiders. So in order to get rid of it quickly, I just. <laughs>
1: Okay it's on the wall. I was so scared. It was flying so close to your head It would have got stuck in your hair. oh it would have been awful. Oh, that was so close mm. oh, oh. Oh, oh. that was so sc- That's a great story
0: <laughs> See you next episode.